What's up, everybody? Welcome to Moose Milk Podcast, episode 47. 47. How the hell are we at 47 already? I accidentally almost typed 37. No idea how it's been already almost a year. Crazy how fast time goes. Anyways, I'm your host, Ryan. We're going to wait for Matt to join us. And we're going to dive into Hawkeye episode 1 and 2 that premiered on Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. So hopefully you've watched those. Because we're going to dive into spoilers. But, um, yeah. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Matt's here. He just joined. Waiting for his request. And we'll jump right in. He's got. He's going to come. He'll pop up right from the bottom. Then I get small. Look at me. Look small. There's Matt. Look at this guy. What a sexy swimming motherfucker. You said to dive right in, so I dove right in. I'll give you something you can dive in on. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Not much, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy American Thanksgiving. I'm not <laughs> celebrating this fake American bullshit. <laughs> well, maybe our fans do. I wish our fans the happiest of holidays, but Thanksgiving sucks. <laughs> but you don't really like so any holiday. Christmas. Yeah. Is that? You don't. I was just gonna say you don't really like any holiday like that. Halloween. Yeah, that's different. That's my only holiday. Yeah, that's fair. We yeah, if you see Sasquatch, we'll be talking Hawkeye. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, Thanksgiving was a day ago. For Canada, it was a month and a half ago, so yeah. who gives a shit? Yep. We just But I wish everybody that. has a great long weekend that's celebrating the uh the Thanksgiving shit, you know. Time off work is awesome. I agree. Uh, how was your week? Was a, yeah. Um my week was okay. It was busy again. But this should be my last like stupid busy week actually after Probably Monday or Tuesday. I should. I like none of my all my time sensitive stuff is all gone. So yeah, nice. I'll be able yeah. to just like go at a normal pace instead of going. Like I think every almost every day this week I worked at at, at night too. Like I would put in a couple hours at like eleven. You gotta stop that shit, man. Gotta get it done, man. No, you gotta, gotta, you gotta stop that shit. Got them deadlines. I heard Ojibwe. Go home, everybody. Yeah. I mean, I hate Thanksgiving. I, I don't understand why we celebrate it still. But yeah, I like turkey, so I'll take it. Don't like turkey. Oh yeah, that's right. You're one of those weird people. I don't like ham either. Also, me. that's okay. So I would say that if not liking ham is like less weird, but yeah, still turkey's slightly. boring, man. <laughs> Give me turkey some real is, meat. Turkey is not boring if you cook it right. Sorry, if we're going to rank the hierarchy of meats, <laughs> turkey is number four. No. Yeah. St- beef. All variations of beef better. Yeah. Beef chicken. Better, sure. All variations of chicken better. Pork. Mm-hmm. Like pork chops, better. See, I'm not a pork chop guy. I love pork, but I'm not a pork chop guy. I like a pork tenderloin. Mm. Pork tenderloin, great. So good. Turkey, number four. Smoking a turkey, that's another one. Pretzel grass says smoke a turkey, it's way better. And I agree with you on that. I've had a smoked turkey it's, and it's amazing. It's fine. 
It's, if, if, if somebody was like, here's some turkey or you can starve to death, I'd go, okay, I'll eat turkey. That's I like it. to know that the way you eat turkey is when you're faced with certain death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I was on a, on an island and it was like you can die or you can eat some turkey, I'd be like, all right, I'll have turkey. But if it was like you can have anything else or turkey, I'd pick anything else. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's good. I like all of the. Uh, little side plates that go with turkey. That's why I think, see, it's it's not even just like turkey, it's like the meal. It's like, I love the turkey, but I love the gravy, but I fucking love the stuffing. Oh, man. See? We're very opposite people. Like, yeah, we're talking to Hawkeye. First, we're gonna yeah. d- <laughs> we're gonna break down turkey and how it's bullshit. Sure. And then we'll get into Hawkeye. No, I, it's fine. I, like <laughs> I said, stuffing, <laughs> stuffing sucks. Sorry. Gravy, gravy sucks. Don't eat gravy on anything. Gravy sucks. Hey, you wanna you want some hot liquid salt? Here you go. Nah. That's not even a close to good re- representation of what you're eating. And if it is, I'm not go- ever going to your parents' house for dinner ever. <laughs> no, not my parents. Anytime you get like fucking poutine or anything, it just tastes like salt. It it can be heavily salted, but don't have to be that way. Yeah, I mean, look, I get people that like enjoying it with their family, and if that's what makes you happy, like, oh, a turkey with a family, I'm like, hey, go hog wild. But <laughs> What he's basically just trying to say is, get off my lawn. That's pretty much what he's trying yeah, to say. Yeah, just leave me alone, man. I don't want to celebrate your bullshit. It's like, work put on Christmas music in fucking November. It's like, come on, dude, it's yeah, November. Again, again, me and you, totally different. Like, I've been listening to Christmas wheat music all week. Why? But it's different also because like when I remember when I worked at retail level, like when I worked at store level, like but I I always liked Christmas music, but by the time I actually got to Christmas, I was over it. Why does anybody like Christmas music? There's never been a good Christmas song. I like Christmas music. I like I think it's good. I just usually get tired of it by the end, but that's like saying, I like masturbating with a cheese grater. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I like how BZ Sasquatch says gravy is awesome. Put that shit in the shooter glass and feed me. <laughs> Love it. And I agree. Turkey tired is the best. You get a good nap yeah. after that. But you can, you can take a nap after any good meal. True, but but poultry in particular uh, has extra, what is it, something that makes you sleepy. Yeah, I understand that, but I'm tired enough. I don't need my food to make me more tired. Listen here, no one has time for your anti-turkey ways, sir. Society, (laughs) man. That's the problem. It's fucking society. This is how this night's going to be. We haven't even talked this week, so we don't even know. I don't even know how Ryan liked Hawkeye. No, I avoided you like herpes, man. I, I didn't want to I didn't want to know what your thoughts were because I wanted to go into this blind with your opinions. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I tried to rewatch both like episodes again, but I only got through uh, like some of the first one. I just didn't have time. So. Yeah, I haven't had time to watch them again. I watched them once each, so. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit. Um, anything else you want to get into? Like what you've yeah. been watching, what you've been doing? Did you go hang gliding this week? Anything? 
Uh, no hang gliding. But, uh, no hang gliding. Okay, we got that yeah. under under the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we have been working on our home alone house, our Lego home alone house. So we how's are, that going? Uh, like it's slow, like but it's going. Like it's uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's it's hard because it's not really like a two person thing. So it's like what we're kind of yeah. doing is like I'm kind of assembling the pieces and she's putting them together, and then we'll like swap. <coughs> so, yeah. yeah. Sorry for that loud cough. I didn't mean to do that. Um, yeah, it's yeah, not so a. It's not like a puzzle where you can like double team it. You know, like hey, I'll, no. I'll start doing like the perimeter. You start doing some of the other parts. Like Lego's kind yeah. of like, hey, this is step A, and you you can't jump ahead to step C. Like, and it's like step get out of my get out of my way. It's like you're in a tight yeah. spot, right? So yeah. <clears throat> Um and yeah, we've been watching Christmas movies all week. So we've been watching uh what we watch we watched Home Alone and then we watched uh Home Sweet Home Alone, which oh, Was man. it good? No, it was terrible. Like it's funny because oh. as we're watching it, Kate's like Kate's like uh she's like getting mad and she's like, This doesn't deserve the title of Home Alone, right? <laughs> There is a, a a little callback. I won't spoil it. I mean, I don't. I, I've read it. Yeah. So so okay. Maybe I will just spoil it really quick. So for anybody who doesn't want to know this spoiler, it's kind of one of those obvious things. For Home Sweet Home Alone, that's the Home new, Alone Five. That's the Home Alone remake. So here's the spoiler in five, four, three, two, one. Buzz is the cop, so he's the cop in it. But he actually is Buzz McAllister, and he yeah, references yeah. and he references the first movie, so it's like in that universe. But it still was terrible, and it's it's. Weird. Does it set like up like first... a sequel or anything? Uh no, uh no, uh I can't remember. It was so bad. No, not really. I don't think so. Because you know what would be if if I was making a Home Alone sequel, I would. Find Macaulay Collister or Macaulay Culkin. Sorry, I'm so I'm really tired. Um, Macaulay Collister. That's what I was gonna name him. Let's call him. And I would I would plant him as a as a parent, and then him accidentally leave his kid home alone, and that'd be like the whole setup. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you have to get him back at some form in some way, like. To me, that's that's the actual move. The thing is, though, is like, is there even a market for that? Like, to me, if they made a new Home Alone movie and Kevin McAllister, it was just Kevin was the parent and it was the same thing. Like, I don't feel like I would be into that. I feel like that I'd be like, okay, like we've all done this before. You in particular have done this before. Like, I'm having a hard time buying that. You left your yeah. kid home alone. How's that fucking work? Like, you check for your wallet, your keys, and your kid at that point when you forget them at home. Like, and you've been forgotten at home. Yeah, nah. So, but yeah, it was like there was some parts that were like funny. I mean, obviously, when you put Ali Kemper and um, what's his name who was in it, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, fuck Rob Delaney. <clears throat> I I just so, knew Ali Kemper. Okay, so Rob Delaney and her are kind of like the two that break into the house or whatever. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, like they were they were funny, but it was just yeah, it wasn't good. It was very bad. I don't think you can do a lot of the things they did in the original today. No. Like I think no. people would be like, Oh, you can't put that in a kid's movie, like you know. 
So yeah, 80s yeah. was a different time. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and then we watched uh, my one of my favorites is Christmas Vacation, National Lampoons. So we watched that. My favorite Christmas and, movie. Yeah, it's so good. And we watched Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn, which is also very good. And then tonight we watched The Holiday. So next is Die Hard. Die Hard, I usually save for closer to New Year's because I usually I watch it with my father-in-law. Me and Mickey watched it last year. It's the only Christmas movie you need. It is a good Christmas movie. I will agree. Yeah. And yeah, a couple episodes of Always Sunny, too. Nice. Just slowly creeping my way through it. And I've been listening to the podcast as well, which is funny. So good. Very funny. You Always yeah. Sunny next week. Starts next week? Oh, nice. What I'll have it? to get to it eventually because I'm just going to keep going down the list. No, that's perfect because by the time you catch up, there'll be like It'll five be or six episodes probably and then you can just boom, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Always Sunny is great. Yeah, so Oh, it's fun. phenomenal. Um, <laughs> I really got into them mostly because of you because that one time when I came home, you like curated like a selection of episodes for us to watch and we watched that's how i, I got into it like six hours it was so fucking funny yeah i i, I couldn't get into the show originally because it just felt like something me and my friends would write like mm-hmm. it's very um i don't know how to say it but like i mean they even admitted on the podcast that they're not like professional writers and they're basically just writing you know whatever <laughs> they could do so um I feel that uh, in a lot of ways where it, it feels like a group of friends just writing a show together and it's just like the silly shenanigans that friends would get into. Mm-hmm. And that's why I couldn't get into it because I felt like I could write the show. But then once I actually got into it, I was like, oh, they're way funnier than I could ever be. Like, you know, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I got into it. Brent and Brian came over and uh, curated like a list of like, I don't know, 25 episodes or something to watch. And then once I dove into that, then I started from the beginning. But yeah, it's, it's so good. Yeah, so I watched everything I could on Star seasons one to eight. I think I watched it three times. Like, not sat down and watched it, but had it playing in the background. And then, yeah, now I'm slowly making my way. I got through nine, ten, and eleven. Eleven? Almost done eleven. So You're catching Um, up slowly. Yeah, Pretzel Grass uh, Community. That's another thing I watched this week. I watched all three Christmas episodes of the Community Christmas episodes. Nice. And I also, man, I did a lot of stuff. I watched a lot this week. And I also watched, uh, I, I rewatched again, I think you should leave. Most, not quite all of it, but most of it. Both I watched movies. a few episodes, but it didn't, it didn't compel me to go back to it, but I will at some point. Yeah, I, fuck, I think it's really funny. It's just, I love his writing style. It's so funny. I have to be in the right mood for it, you know? Oh, and I watched Michael Che. Uh, the co-anchor for Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. Uh, his yep. stand-up on Netflix that just came out, I think it's called Something Shame. Um, I can't Is it good? It's called, but it's, yeah, it's pretty funny. I laughed. I mean, it wasn't like, it yeah. wasn't the best I think I've ever seen. I've never it. found him that funny on SNL, so. I find him funny on SNL, but he's a lot like less, um, like he, yeah, he's not so clean. I guess he's not really super clean on that. SNL. I don't know. Either, yeah, since I don't, Seth Meyers left SNL, Weekend Update just hasn't hit for me. You know, I like Colin. Colin. Yost, Colin Joe's. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I think he's funny. I think they're both funny. But yeah, I, I see. I personally like. I love. Uh, 
I love Seth Meyers. He's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Seth Meyers is amazing. Yes. So good. So good. I watch his show still. I watch his like monologues and stuff every night. I don't watch the actual show, but yeah. But yeah. And that's pro- I probably did watch more, but you're gonna say yours now because I got nothing else. <laughs> I didn't I didn't watch a whole lot. I had a busy week too, so um my dog's not gonna stop barking because he's a complete asshole, but um been... yeah, I I wa- I finished Punisher season one. Um nice. <clears throat> It's more brutal than I remember it being. And, like, I don't know if I've just become more squeamish with old age, but there's some scenes in there where I was like, holy fuck, man, this is gratuitous. Like, this is crazy, but it's really yeah. good. I just remember the end of that first episode where he, like, buries that guy in the cement or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, that's fucking amazing. If this is what we're going to be doing this, this, this series, like, count me in. I'm there. For yeah. Their fucking it's level. awesome, but. It's very gratuitous, but uh, very, yeah, it is. I, I love it. I mean, this is the perfect Punisher, but yeah, I finished that this week. Um, I haven't watched much else. Like, I, I mean, my normal shows of you know Survivor, The Challenge. Uh, How you like Survivor? So watching Dexter, Succession, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. But uh, other than that, like, I just haven't had a lot of time this week, so I, I've been playing a little bit of video games here and there. But nice. Um, yeah, how busy have you week. Liked, how have you liked uh, Survivor this this year? It's different. It's yeah. um, they've changed a lot of rules. They've um, they're trying to kind of modernize it a little bit, so it's a little more inclusive and um, a lot more variety of like background and race and stuff in in the casting. And um, I don't know, it's it's fine. It's not the casting's good there's just too many twists and stuff in the game that's kind of ruined the strategy of the game where they've put too much convoluted mm-hmm. twist into the game where you're always like, Oh Jesus, this person has it, you know, this, this twist and this favor and this, that, and it's just, it's too convoluted. They need to go back to a little bit more of the basics and um, kind of just make it more about strategy rather than twists, you know, to make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm a big survivor guy. So, I mean, I've watched yeah, every season. Um, Australian Survivor as well, so you know you love but, it, mate. Yeah, but uh, other than that, not not a whole lot. Finished Back for Blood video game. Started playing um, It Takes Two today. Playing Spider Man Miles Morales. Nice. Yeah. So and then Lego, of course. I've been doing the Lego build. That's cool. Coming together. It's a slow process. A lot of uh, pretty detailed shit going on in some steps where I'm like, well, Jesus Christ, stickers and all this little puny shit that I have arthritis in both my hands. So it's really hard to do the little small things. But yeah, yeah, pretty fun. And then, of course, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Which I enjoyed. You you liked it? Yeah, so did I. I liked it too. How about I mean, no one should be surprised at this point that I like it. I'm pretty easy to please on this front. Yeah, I, I mean, so. um, I found it pretty fun. I found it um, funny. Uh, I felt like it didn't really do a whole lot in those two episodes. Like, I feel like we didn't get very far in the plot. But, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I'm excited to see where it goes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I liked it too. There's a lot of cool little things kind of put in there, which is kind of cool that I didn't expect. 
since I yeah. kind of stopped reading up on like all the minute details of every show, it's it's a lot easier to go into it and be surprised when I come out with uh, you know little little uh, not teasers but like Easter eggs and shit like that, right? Yeah. But yeah, I liked uh, I liked like the dynamic. I liked you know that we finally find out that Clint's like hearing is gone, and I like I like yeah. how we. I like how we kind of. I like how he's like can't even re- figure out like where that came from. You know, it's just like yeah. You know, it's like he thinks back to when it could all the times it could have been, and it's like you know like five different times, kind of like flash in front of his face, and it's like, man, this guy's been through fucking hell. Like he's been through a lot of shit. <clears throat> yeah, I um, I mean, not diving into spoilers quite yet, too hard, but I just wanted to say like yeah, I I think they hit. They hit the nail on the head in, in in a way of like he doesn't have superpowers. He's like the least liked or least popular um, Avenger. Um, they still kind of give him some comedic chops, but he's he, they got that nice um, character dynamic, like buddy cop almost between, the, between him, him and, and, and um, Kate Bishop. What's that? Kate Kate Bishop. Yeah. Kate yeah. Bishop, yeah. Um, it, it, it just they have a good dynamic. They have a good flow as as actors together, and it, it works as far as the show goes. He's you know kind of a dick, but kind of cocky, and and she's you know eager to learn, but also kind of thinks she knows what she's doing, and it, and it works really well for the show. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely like the back and forth between them, and I like how she thinks she's so much better than him at a lot of stuff, and it's like yeah. he's just. He just constantly just like puts her in her place. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's it's got a good fun dynamic and it's got that Christmassy vibe of With you know love. the right time of year. Um kind of feels a little bit like die hard at times, kind of feels like a little bit like home alone or like something like that, where they're kind of outwitting the enemy and setting up traps and setting up, you know, like things like that. Like it, it it's it's cool, it's fun. It's um I'm excited it's to see funny. where it goes. It's, Sucks it's that it's such a short season. It's funny that you say that because I actually didn't piece together the Home Alone, but now that you say that and just how you explained it, I'm like, wow, that is kind of Home Alone-y. I yeah, definitely get like hardcore diehard vibes from it though. Like big yeah, time. Very diehard, very diehard. It's yeah. it's crazy how diehard he is. It's- Pretzelgrass says, I think they could tone up the violence, but it's a Disney show. Yeah. I don't think the violence necessarily needs to be there. I hope that when we get to the point where we see some fights, though, that they maybe are a bit more... Well, to me, I mean, it doesn't need to be there, but, yeah, I mean, I can appreciate it, but I don't need it to be there just to be there, I guess. Like, it's like, the thing is with Hawkeye is, like, he's good at far end, like, close up, too, right? So I'm sure we're going to get a variety of fight scenes when he gets when we get going here so yeah i I don't i don't think it needs to be uber violent to get the point across and i think it'd be very difficult to make it like punisher level of violence it it, it wouldn't fit the show really Um, the character either it's not like no it doesn't fit the character character either right you know he's non-lethal as what like whatever possible right so yeah i mean like i love violent shows and i love i love that type of thing but it just doesn't really suit the show at this point. Um, I think there's room for it, but I, you know, obviously, yeah, it's on Disney Plus. It's not going to be some like hard R yeah. Disney Plus Marvel show. It's just not going to happen. But um, there was some pretty good like fight scenes and stuff where I was like, oh, this is fun. Like this is, yeah. you know, it's not like 
bloody violent, but it, it's violent enough where it's fun action scenes. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, Brutal Heroes, Moon Knight, Daredevil, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's coming. And, and that's the thing is, you know, if we do get Daredevil, if we do get Punisher back, you know, that kind of thing. There's there's room for violence. Blade, Blade, I'm sure, is going to be a violent movie. So Yeah, it's not like Deadpool is going to go soft either in that sense, right? No. Like, I think they pretty much said Deadpool will stay R-rated or something, didn't they? Yeah, they said, they said it plans on being R-rated. <clears throat> so I think there's room for everything. And, and do I wish things trended more adult? Yeah, sure. But... I think for this show, it, it, it so far it's it's hit the nail on the head. Like it's not, it doesn't have yeah. to be over the top violent to make the show agree. work. I agree. Yeah. I mean, let's get into spoilers. It doesn't have to be too deep, you know, too crazy. But um, I mean, yeah, we're gonna spoil the show. But I mean, we don't have to yeah, get absolutely. too intense into every plot detail. But yeah, we are um, every single one. Yeah. Um. I like where it's going. I, I I mean, I read a little bit outside of like trying to get a little more character detail and everything like that on a few things. So I mean, I have a few notes, but um, I thought I thought it did well. I thought it set up a lot of things, and it's a short season, so I think it has to move pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like we've already got a couple like kind of things out there that are going to progress the story. So it's kind of. Yeah. Nice, to, nice to be going into episode three and already kind of having an idea of where we're heading to a certain degree anyway. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the episodes were like 45 minutes each, which is nice. Great. Yeah, I love that. I'll take that all day long. Yeah. Tracks you I wish they put out two episodes every week. Yeah, that'd be good, but then it'd be over in three weeks. I gotta say, I know a lot of people, this is not the... Uh, I know that this is not the common thought. Like, I think most people are of the same mind as you, but like, honestly, I much prefer the week to week. I love the, oh, I, I love the like, wait, like I, like it's, it's something I look forward to next week. And it's something I can like enjoy again. If I, you know, it's like, I can see it the first time, have an opinion. Then I talk to you and then I get to either watch it again before I talk to you, or I'll watch it again before I see next week's. And then I'll watch like a couple videos of similar things that we're doing and, and I'm just like, uh, yeah, by the time I get to the next episode, I'm like fucking pumped. I'm so excited. Yeah, I mean, we just fundamentally disagree on that. I mean, <laughs> I'd rather watch everything at once. I love yeah. binging things. I hate waiting week to week. I am, I, I'm the type of person that like can't stand waiting in a line anywhere. Like I, I, I want things when I want it immediately. And I hate a set schedule of you have to wait to this time on this day to watch the next episode i can't stand it so um i just think like for me it's just like like i can't i can't commit to binge watching like like my wife will sit down and watch like a whole show on a weekend and i'm just like yeah that's me i can't i can't dedicate eight hours to watching tv like i just i'll fall asleep yeah i i that's the way i watch everything like i if i can sit down for 12 hours straight and finish the season like i'll do that like yeah, that's yeah, I just can't commit to that for that long. Like I just just because the thing is, is when I actually want to watch something, like I put my phone away because, like, if I don't, I'll just be on my phone. Like if I'm on my phone, I'm not watching TV. So it's like when I sit down with the intention of like watching something, the phone goes away until the credits come up. So yeah, that's fine. I mean, I have no problem doing that. I can I could literally throw my phone in a river for the weekend and be fine. I don't care. <laughs> like. Uh, 
if I'm really into a show or really into whatever I'm a movie or whatever I'm watching, I won't even look at my phone anyway. Like I don't, it's not a big deal. If I'm bored by the episode or bored by the show, then yeah, I'll pick up my phone and look at, you know, Twitter or whatever. But, um, generally if I'm watching a show and, and willing to binge a show, I'm not bothered by my phone. It's not, it's not a even right. question. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So, well, how much, how much did you know going into this? Like how much do you know about Kate Bishop? How much did you know about this storyline in Hawkeye? Like, I know, like, kind of what the storyline's about, the faction storyline's about. I think, oh no, is it faction? Oh, I think it is faction. I don't know. There is a, I think it may pull from two. I, anyways, I kind of know a little bit, not, not a lot. Like, the thing is, is like in the comics, these characters are not characters I follow. So, like, yeah, same. I, I, I enjoy Clint in, in the MCU. I think, but again, like, the reason I like Clint is like, I like his sense of humor. It's like, yeah. Like I like, I think and I said this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about being ready for Hawkeye. I was like, I love that how that episode in, in uh, Age of Ultron where he's like, there's robots attacking the city and I have a bow and arrow and like, yeah. but we're fucked basically, right? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I yeah, like, I love that. I love that. So it's... Well, he's, he's the most grounded character. I mean, <laughs> he's just a dude. And I, like how, yeah, I he, like how Kate Bishop even makes fun of that, how she kind of I feel like she's going to be the reason why he gets like a costume, like another costume, right? Because it's just because she's like, you got to market yourself better. <laughs> yeah. And I like that they said that. Like, I liked um, how like kind of in the in the beginning where he's at the like uh, Broadway play and they're really focusing on every other character rather than than Hawkeye, like in the in the songs, in the in the whole dance number, everything, like, obviously Iron Man's very prominent, and Hulk and, like, all these things, but Hawkeye's kind of just, like, this background character that, like, nobody really gives a fuck about. Then he's, like, walking down the street with Kate at some point, and all these characters are cosplaying, and she's like, oh, that one's you? And he's like, no, that's that's Katniss Everdeen from uh, Hunger Games, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's that character that like yeah he's never been that beloved character that like everybody wants to cosplay as or everybody you know even in your like you know customs field I'm sure there's not like a humongous demand for the Hawkeye figure to be compared honest, to it's probably not the best example because there actually is a lot of demand for Hawkeye because Hasbro has notoriously omitted him like considering the amount of figures the other original Avengers have gotten <laughs> he has one like pretty hard to find from like the early Avengers movie. Yeah, and then he never got one for Age of Ultron. He never got. Well, that's one what I mean. Is he's not like it's wanted because it was a it was probably a, a smaller manufacturer custom right? or uh, you know figure like it. There's there's can't be that many hardcore Hawkeye fans compared. No, I don't think there is. I think there's more compared to the rest. Like, hardcore MCU fans who want every figure yeah. represented. That's kind of more what it is, right? Yeah. But, but um, you know, I, I like that it's very prominent that he's not the most compelling character. He's not the most favored superhero. And they make him human with the yeah, Like, he has a hearing aid all the time within the Avengers of all the explosions and all the mayhem that he's seen has fucked up his hearing because he doesn't have some superpower that he's like, you know, 
healing from or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. he's a human and he can't hear well anymore. And that's cool. That's cool. It makes him human, you know? Yeah. It's like when he goes to the drugstore and he picks up like all the painkillers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very funny. But it, on the other hand, though, it's like, it's funny. It's not funny. Cause like when he goes to the dinner, the Chinese restaurant with his kids at the beginning, and they like pick up his bill and they're like, thank you for what you, for saving our city or whatever. Right. So it's like, it does show that he is at least kind of known, but yeah, it sucks because yeah. he's like, he seems to be like the least kind of, it's weird how much they play both sides. Cause remember that kid comes, that guy comes into the bathroom with him and he's like, you're my yeah. kid's favorite Avenger. Can you, will you take a selfie? Yeah. But I think. I think he's known enough where people know who he is, but I don't think he's like, you know, if somebody saw Tony Stark on the street, he'd be mobbed and, and there'd be all these people around him where, you know, one person comes up to a bathroom and asks him for, you know, an autograph or a selfie or whatever. Like he's not that like mobbed, loved right. superhero, but people are appreciative of what he's done. And yeah, like I think if, you know, if he was standing beside on the street with Leonardo DiCaprio or something like that, like people would be swarming Leonardo DiCaprio and not swarming him. And like people know who he is, but it's just like, oh yeah, he's just a dude. He's just a guy, man. Like, you know. Yeah. He's not this super powered guy. Yeah, but I mean, Kate Kate as a child sees him in um the first Avengers movie basically saving New York. He, you know, shoots a bunch of um, fucking aliens jumping off a building and shit, and that's where she becomes like a kind of obsessed with Hawkeye and, and falls in love with the idea of like using a bow and arrow as a weapon. So from a young age, she's been training to be this, you know, bow and arrow master basically. And um, yeah, I think that was a cool setup. I think that's that's a cool way to introduce the character. I mean, technically, he kind of saved them because he stopped the yeah. aliens from going and attacking, going into her, right? So yeah. Um, I, I gotta say that, like, I always love those different point of views when you get old content, like, and then yeah. you get, like, new shot footage. So, like, that scene where Hawkeye jumps off the building and shoots out or whatever, like, we get to see it from a different angle. And it's, yeah, I love that shit, man. It's so cool. Yeah. Like I said, they're very good at making older movies new again by showing extra footage or changing scenes. Or, or giving longer scenes or whatever. They've done this in a lot of recent movies, and I think that's a really cool way of, of making movies better and, and giving um, kind of a new way to look at older older stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also like uh, that LARPing scene that Pretzelgrass is talking about. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. Again, it's just like they're... It's like they're trying to, like, humanize them or something. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, I mean, I, I think he just thinks that the whole LARPing scene is, is kind of silly, and it is. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, you know, it is a little bit silly, but it's it's something that I think he realized by the end of it, like, it's just kind of fun, and everybody takes it serious, but they're also yeah. just taking it serious because it makes it more fun. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I thought that whole scene was really funny. I really liked it. Me too. Yeah, me too. And, then, and I uh, like that it added... It added to the Ronin thing. I was just going to bring up Ronin because we haven't really brought Ronin up yet. Yeah. So yeah, kind of early in the beginning, there's like a private auction thing and they're auctioning off Ronin's blade and his costume. And then like the building gets attacked and Kate Bishop ultimately ends up stealing the costume and putting it on and fighting a bunch of 
mobsters or whatever, I guess. I don't know. And that's how, like, we kind of get entangled with Kate and Hawkeye is, like, you know, Hawkeye finds out about this and he's like, I have to fucking get this suit back and then finds out what she's Well, and he realizes that that girl's going to be attacked yeah, because of wearing that suit. He realizes that the mayhem he caused as Ronan is going to have a lot of bad people after her and unintentionally, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah. But I think that was like the biggest disappointment of Endgame was that Ronan had a whole, you know, three minute scene and that was the end of Ronan. And now we're yes. going to finally see, I think, a little bit more of that. Of yes, his I time as Ronan, I think there's going to be probably a flashback scene in one of the yep. coming episodes that kind of prolongs that. Um, and yeah, I think it's really cool that, you know, it's kind of um, his worst moment. You know, it's kind of like he looks back on it as like, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, went off the deep end without my family and not that he's regretful of it necessarily, but that he knows that he did cause a lot of um, enemies to come after him and, and, you know, look for him, even though they don't know who was Ronan. He's like, I've lost my family. I have nothing to live for. Let's tattoo my arm and get a crazy rooster haircut. (laughs) Hey man, that's what I would do. (sighs) That's so funny. But yes. No, I, um, I like that. I like that she she put on the costume. I like that um, you know, she can hold her own against a bunch of mobsters. That's pretty cool. She's got the comedic chops immediately. Like she she does a really well job of making her extremely likable. Um I thought they kind of hung on her family life a little too much, but it was fine. Um the her Kate Bishop's mom's fiance is swordsman. That's they're saying is the villain for this season. I didn't know that I was the villain, but that was one of the ones I was surprised by when I was when I was watching it. They said the name, and I was like, "Isn't that the swordsman?" I swear, like I don't know the character, but I just all I remember is from the Marvel handbook. So it's like I know that just those little bits hung on to it for some reason over the years. But yeah, I was like, "Oh shit, that's kind of cool." And then I liked how like Kate has like a you know like. She's also like she can do fencing and stuff too. So yeah. that whole scene with her and and Jack doing the fencing, I was just like, that's well. Awesome. And she also is trying to man- manipulate the situation and get information yeah. out of him. And yes, she knows that he's full of shit, and she's trying to like kind of convince her mom Lowe's, that he's full yeah, of shit. Yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not familiar with the character or anything, but I still like. I mean, this is kind of more spoilers or whatever but um i definitely think they're setting up fucking kingpin for this season i definitely think huh yeah i i agree okay yeah i i I think i mean we'll we'll get into more of you know the late episode two kind of ending but um from what i've read is like that's basically where it has to be heading towards is kingpin re-emerging so yeah yeah i mean um, as soon as you start introducing all these different gangs yeah, like, it just works with Kingpin so well. It's like, why wouldn't yeah. you? And then it's like when you hear that he was rumored, and you've heard he's been rumored for such a long time. It's just like this. This makes way too much sense for it to not be true. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, so we'll just dive into it now that we're talking about it. I mean, Echo, who's the character they introduce at the very end of this episode two, you see a, like a little tiny snippet, and 
that is Echo, who's spinning her own spinoff show later on. You know, I think next which they've, which they've apparently on. dubbed as like Daredevil season four. Apparently, yeah. So from what I've read, and I'm not I'm not familiar with the character from the comics. I've just read a bunch of shit online, but yeah. she's Kingpin's adoptive daughter. Um, she falls in love with Matt Murdock, not knowing that he's Daredevil, and you know, has massive ties to Daredevil, has massive ties to um, X-Men. And from what everything I've read is she's like very tied into that whole universe. So it would be very crazy for her not to be involved with, with, you know, bringing back Daredevil, bringing back Kingpin, bringing back or or starting the whole X-Men storylines of of all that too. That'd be, uh, I mean, that'd be amazing. So... I really hope uh, we start seeing some mutants show up somewhere here sooner than later. Yeah, it's going to happen. Or even, or even just the... Rep- I really liked your theory from last week about Spider-Man that you read that was like when Doctor Strange in the trailer is like, I can't stop them. Yeah. It's like mutants mutants coming to our timeline. That'd be cool. We shouldn't Dude, go into if, that too much. But yeah. I swear to God, if that happens during that movie, I'm going to explode. Like, I'm, I'm all over the theater. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for that. It's gotta happen. It's gotta happen soon, man. It, there's too much build up. They can't they can't keep us hanging on forever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well they mean they have. But yeah. Yeah, but you, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um No, I, I think I think overall it's really cool. I liked I liked that she rescued that dog. That dog yeah. was cute as fuck. Pizza dog. And I was like, Oh man, she's feeding it pizza, that's great. Fucking, he's got like one eye. That's great. It's lucky. I, think I hope he sticks lucky. around. I think it's lucky that lucky the pizza dog. I'm pretty sure is the name, but I dig it. Um, her apartment was sweet. Very. Then cool. it gets burned down, but I have a feeling so cool. she's gonna come back to it at some point. But like, it seemed like a pretty cool set piece. Um. Yeah, I like that too. I like I'm seeing Clint's family back in it. You know, Me too. it could have easily like been his, like, I like his wife. I like the girl who plays his wife. Well, I like that. There's no secrets between them. Mm-hmm. She knows exactly what he's up to. She knows that he's got some superhero shit to do in New York. He sends the kids back to her. She's like, you know, be safe, but do what you got to do kind of thing. Like, I like that. Yeah. It's not like some secret identity. Like, oh, I can't tell you what I'm doing. Hush, hush. You know, I, I like that aspect that she knows exactly what he's doing and she's okay with it. And that's yeah. cool. Um, I like that too. I like that his kids are kind of growing up and becoming more part of the MCU and all that stuff. Like, I think that's cool. But yeah, like it could have easily been like the Clint show where his family was like forgotten or, you know, oh, my family's safe in Utah and I'm, uh, you know, I'm in New York and like they're not really touched on as characters in any way. They're just, yeah. you know, away. They just omit them. To, for yeah, the exactly. Omit. And, and no, they're part of the episode. They're part of, you know, your show's that he's trying to get close with his kids after everything that's happened and he's kind of retired and like I like that aspect of it. I was like, yeah, cool. This is this yeah. is this is an interesting take. And when you add the Christmas piece into it too, it it makes it better too, right? So Yeah, but there th- then again, it, it was very home alone where it's like, Oh, we're we gotta get back to Kevin for Christmas and like he's gonna spend mm-hmm. Christmas alone and like, you know, his mom running through fucking New York and finding the big Christmas tree and waiting for Kevin at the Christmas tree and all that shit. Like it was like very home alone where he's like, 
don't worry, I promise you, I'll be home for Christmas and like all that shit. Pretzelgrass says, I think it's cool that in the midst of all the action, I'm still worried if Pimp will make it home for Christmas. It's true though. You're like, oh, I hope he does get home for his to his family for Christmas and like. <laughs> but I also think that like they could end the Clint storyline with this show. Totally. Yeah. It's like he gets home for Christmas and lives happily ever after, and that's the end of his storyline. Is like he's retired. He's handed yeah. the mantle to to, to Kate Bishop, and he's like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm good. I'm done. Like this is my out. You take my my job, and this is my time with my family." You know. Um, maybe Pretzelgrass can answer this because he seems to be familiar with Echo. Uh, but is Echo Echo eventually becomes Ronan? Ronan in the comics, yeah. She eventually becomes Ronan, and eventually she, I guess, takes the Phoenix powers from Jean Grey. Really. Yeah. Interesting. That would be fun. I could get into that. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, overall, man, like, I, I really like this. It had my attention. It was the right amount of fun. And I I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it had, it had the right balance of a show. And, like, it does have that MCU formula a little bit, but... Uh, I hope that this was just a, a nice setup. Like, if they only released um, <laughs> Pretzel Grass, as everyone has had the Phoenix at some point. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's true. Good. Um, it had the right balance, and if it was only one episode this week and we had to wait for that second episode till next week, I think it would have been a, let, a, a lot more of a letdown. But because it kind of set up where the season's going and they put the two episodes back to back, I felt like it worked a lot better than it would have. Yeah. I agree. And I'm very excited to see next week's episode. I hope that we get a lot of action, a lot of, you know, really cool scenes. It seems like we're, that's where we're about to kind of kick into. So yeah, I hope they got a lot of like the character development and storyline out of the way. And then we get a few like really badass action episodes. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how this progresses. So, and again, I I like that we're starting to see more comic accurate, costumes too yeah. it looks like clint's at some point gonna wear the t-shirt the shirt with the purple hawkeye logo yeah. on it so that's kind of cool and kate's i mean kate's looking pretty comic accurate to me so yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. a bit more tactical but yeah no i mean we've from the trailers we've seen we know that there's like a, a couple cool action scenes coming with car chases and shit like that where she's got different types of arrows and you know yeah. trick arrows and all that shit so there's definitely some really cool action scenes coming up, but um, I uh, I think by episode like five maybe we'll get Kingpin, and then that will be like the big season finale as like she thinks her stepdad or whatever is like the big bad, but by like episode five or six that we get the realization that Kingpin's pulling all the strings. I feel like if we go that path, uh, Echo won't be Kingpin's daughter. I feel like she'll well, be. She'll be I think like- that's that will be the setup. You think that that that's what they'll do? Yeah, I think I think the the storyline's going to be is that she's his adoptive stepdaughter. She's kind of running the gangs in his place while he's kind of remains in the background again because you know whatever he escaped from prison or whatever the case may be that he's kind of in hiding and doesn't want to you know everybody to realize that he's back. He's kind of pulling the same thing he did in Daredevil one, where nobody says his name, nobody really sees him, kind of yeah. thing she's kind of pulling the strings or whatever. And 
yeah, I think that's a smart way to go. And that, you know, then he comes back into the foreground again and, and they re, you know, reintroduce him as whatever version they want. And mm. that sets up, you know, the future of Daredevil. I guess like for me, I just think like they're going to try to like, she probably doesn't need to be the daughter if they could just make her like a close, like long time, like accomplice like somebody who's worked with them by their side forever like i just feel like trying to explain how he had a daughter when people have the already thought in their mind of him from netflix if they've seen that like like i feel like they're going to try to avoid that wherever they possibly can yeah like, I but don't they feel also... like her being a daughter is really going to add that much to it because it's kingpin he's kind of like a... but then again i guess he does have that emotional side for vanessa but i mean yeah it could be like they could change it to be like a stepdaughter that it's like Vanessa's daughter that he didn't know about or something yeah, like maybe. that or um I don't know or or you know it's it's whatever it's I think it's 2024 in the show right because yes five year fast forward from end game so it's it's got to be like in the future a little bit so between yeah. the end of Daredevil and now he could have adopted a daughter and be like five years later six <laughs> years later. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. And again, because those are kind of technically legacy shows, they could kind of place them wherever they need them to be, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think they're going to stick too hard to what Daredevil set up in the TV show. I think they're going to try to keep that separate in a way where it's like, yeah, we introduced it through that and you know these shows, but like, you know, we're not necessarily saying they're not canon, but they're definitely, we're not going to follow the rule set that they you know, set forth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now saying that, would I love to see, you know, Electra come back from that show and Punisher and, you know, uh, Foggy and Karen and everybody else from that show, like a hundred percent. I think they all did a great job and I love those characters. So I hope they all come back somehow. Yeah, me too. That'd be great. I quite, I quite liked all of that, especially the Daredevil cast. I thought they were all good. I would love to see Jessica Jones too, but I mean, that's me. Yeah, I'd be fine with Jessica Jones too. I just feel like there's so many cooler things we could see. Like I like I really liked Jessica Jones the first season, but the rest of them I just didn't get into. So Yeah, Bullseye would be great too. Bring back Bullseye. Bullseye would be great. Sure. I'd love to see Bullseye again. That'd be awesome. No, I mean I, I love Jessica Jones season one as well. Um are the second and third season lesser than? Sure. Yeah. Uh do I think they're bad by any means? No. I think I enjoyed both those seasons. Um, I, I would say Jessica Jones is probably my favorite season of all those shows, but the second and third season is definitely worse than Daredevil season two and three and Punisher season one and two. So there's a balance there, but like, do I think she should have like a, a movie or something? No, I think it'd be great to see her come back as a Disney plus show. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe we'll see her eventually. Right. I, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is it sucks to waste them because I think given the time and and the effort that were put in for most of those, like I do think that they all played the role well. I I do agree with Pretzel Grass. I would be fine if they recast Iron Fist. I didn't love Finn Jones as as no. Danny Rand. I actually didn't mind Mike Cote. Is that his name? Mike Cote, I think. Yeah. Uh, as Luke Cage, I thought he was. I thought, he was I thought Luke Cage was great. I just thought the script sucked. Yeah. It, it was definitely made some weird choices. Like it seemed like yeah. it was ramping up so good in the first season, and then when they kill the main, 
I shouldn't say that because in case people didn't see it. But I mean, the show is four years old, man. I'd be saving you. But yeah, at that mid that mid season uh, point where they kind of kill the main bad guy and give and put somebody yeah. who's like less cool in their place. I'm just like, what? Yeah, it's a terrible decision. Seems like a bad call because like I was afraid of Cottonmouth. He was fucking scary. And yeah, then, like they're no, like, that's oh, yeah, he's dead now. <laughs> that was the problem with that show. Is if it was those first six episodes, that show would have been dope. Yeah, but. It, it lost its plot after that that point in the yeah. show, but yeah, if you brought him back and and you know, like I said, like you could do a really cool Netflix show where it's let these like B tier you know New York superheroes in a show, but just have a really good script and a reason for them to interact. Yeah. I'd be in, but That'd be awesome. You know, love to the see Defenders that. had a terrible script. Fucking Iron Fist had a terrible script. So, so what do you want me to do? Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, though, like, I feel like you could give those characters to Kevin Feige and co and like, yeah. they could, they could do something cool with it. Figure something out. Yeah. 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 So everything but, in the right hands can be a lot better than what it was. You know, like you just have to have the right people behind the camera, the right writers, the right actors, you know, the right storyline. And you could have a really cool. Yeah. A Luke Cage Iron Fist team up in the eighties or nineties would be great, but I agree. it just doesn't That's work enough. for this universe they've set up. No, yeah, not not quite. So, well, I mean, but I look, like, look, I mean, you haven't seen the Suicide Squad, but exactly what they did with the Suicide Squad is like the first movie didn't work. They bring in a d- different director that has a cool idea for the storyline, and they don't act like the first movie didn't happen. But just immediately in the it. new movie, you know that like they were going in a different direction with this, and like right. that's what they need to do with this. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm on board, but I mean, I mostly look forward to like Punisher and and Daredevil. Like I love Daredevil. Same. I've always loved Daredevil as a character. So yeah, I, I've always I thought Daredevil was really cool, and I've I've always been a fan of Punisher. I think Punisher is, you know, maybe one of my favorite MCU heroes. Like I've always been a huge, huge Wolverine and Gambit fan, but Punisher was always like another favorite. Where I was like, this guy's just fucking violent and crazy and i love it like i love that kind of shit so that's why i love wolverine as well yeah. like I, I love that he just unleashed old and really to go in there and fucking decapitate motherfuckers like that's old, that's awesome. old so, wolverine newer wolverine yeah. not that anymore no i know but i mean every iteration of everything is different depending yep, on what age and what what's you know comic book line you're looking at but um yeah i think there's a lot of fun things they could do with a lot of you know different like if they brought in mutants then you could totally reintroduce you know jessica jones as like an investigator that's looking into like mutant crimes or like totally. there's so many different ways you could introduce these things and, and make it new again yeah I, I i look forward to seeing how they do like i said like the rumor is that daredevil's in or not daredevil but matt murdoch's in spider-man so like right i look forward to seeing how that kind of all plays out because honestly that'll be a lot of fun. I cannot wait for Spider-Man. I'm so fucking excited. Remember to buy your tickets Monday. I'm gonna. Because gonna, that uh, movie will definitely sell out. Well, uh, my buddy Elvin's um, Astonishing News and Reviews, he's like renting a th- the whole theater for like a bunch of local people and like he invited all of us. So, But it's like weird times. Like they won't let him do it in the key time. So he has to do it like in the morning on Saturday morning. So we're going I think Saturday morning. I but would I'm totally go, do that if it was a reasonable price. It's free. Oh, like to actually do it. He's he's paying for I don't know. I mean he just 
buys everything. So like, if it was like, hey, two hundred bucks, you can rent out this theater for the movie or something like that. Like, I would totally do that. Yeah, but that wouldn't really make sense, I guess, right? Because like, no, but off time. Yeah. At, say it was like ten a.m. How much money are they actually making at ten a.m. on a Saturday? Earlier. I think it's nine a.m. I think the show that like, whatever you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what she's saying. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Is it? I would totally do that. I would way rather watch that movie in a, alone with my friends rather than like, hey, here's 6,000 strangers and fucking everybody's looking at their cell phone the entire fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Drives me nuts. I, I, um, I will be getting tickets. I am going to go opening night regardless because... Yeah. I I'll go Friday work. night. Yeah, I go Thursday nights because it's usually less busy and then I don't have to worry about spoilers. I kind of know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm... I'm fucking so pumped. I'm so excited. That movie will have so many spoilers online immediately that right. like, I'm basically going to have to avoid Twitter for 48 hours. Yeah, probably. I feel like we'll probably start seeing spoilers on Wednesday, probably. So. Yeah. I, um, I really hope that everything going on behind the scenes that like we haven't got too hyped for this movie and it can't live up to that hype. Like, I really hope that they haven't built this up too much. Me too. Me too. I have That's always my concern. I have faith though, because I remember Endgame was very hyped up and oh, it so hyped up, and it definitely delivered. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I would say the same. I, I. My expectations are are here. They're not over my head, but they're you know they're level headed. Do I think that I can meet that? A hundred percent, but. I also love having my expectations set right where they can be achievable or they can overcome that and, and surprise me. There's nothing better than going into a movie with low expectations and then go coming out of the movie and yes. going, man, that blew me away. That was fucking awesome. Like, I feel like that worked in my favor big time for Eternals. Like, I know. Yeah. See, I, I, was, I, I had like zero Eternals. expectations for Eternals and I still was like, meh, it's fine. I feel like if I would have went in there being super pumped about some crazy world building or shit, yeah, like, I, I would have come out disappointed. So, but I'm glad I went in just being like, yeah, it's a movie. But like I said, like that's me in Matrix, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no hype for that movie. There seems to be no excitement for that movie. Yeah, and it my look expectations. That, like, to me. What's that? Sorry. It doesn't even look that good to me. Like when I, I mean, I don't really. It doesn't really. I don't really Matrix to be honest. Like I've seen them all, but like I don't really love them. Like even the first, the first one, one, like I think it's cool, but like it's not one of those ones that I rewatch even every five years. Like oh, I like watched it just, every year. I just watched it last year for the first time in like forever. Like yeah, I would estimate I've seen the first Matrix movie probably fifty to hundred times. One of those for you, yeah. I um, I love that movie. It's definitely probably in my top twenty movies, but um, I think the sequels are not great. I I think the second and third movies have a lot of um self gratification on the director's part of like we can do whatever we want with these things, and we're gonna make yeah. a scene that needs to be three minutes, thirty five minutes long for no reason yeah. whatsoever, and. Um, I think that makes it a lot worse in the sequels, but I like, like I said, I don't know what this movie is going to be. The fourth Matrix movie could be absolute fucking garbage. That's fine. Um, I hope it's not. I hope every movie's good, but 
I, I, I go into it with low expectations because there seems to be zero hype for this movie. And if it surpasses that expectation, then sweet. That's awesome. I get a sweet new fucking philosophic action film. I'm, I'm in, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'll probably still, I'll probably see it. Maybe I might not see it in theaters, but I'll see it when it comes yeah. out. I'm, I want to see Ghostbusters again really badly. I'll wait for video, but. I'm not a type. I'm not the type of person that goes back to a theater like two, three not. times to see a movie. I, that's that's my thing. But Kate's, yeah, dad, Kate's dad really wants to go, so I was like, "Oh, do it, man! Bring him." Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I mean that's that's the one thing like I'm excited for, like friends that have kids and stuff like that, like or my nephew or whatever, like to get to see movies again through them for the first time. Like that that's exciting for me. Yeah. Yeah, I want I want to introduce my nephew to like Jurassic Park for the first time when he's like seven or eight and just be like, oh shit, let's see it through his eyes for the first time. You know, like that that shit's cool to me. I love seeing people's reactions to things for the first time. It, it's super fascinating. So, you know, that that part's cool. If you can bring somebody that hasn't seen a movie that you enjoy, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, Pretzel Grass says I'm so happy Ghostbusters Afterlife is getting good reviews. Yeah, me too. That's awesome. Have you seen critically it? not though? <laughs> No, but, but like, I think by the, it's accepted by the fans, which is, I think... Fans important. love it. Yeah. Critically, it didn't do great. It did, like, you know, mediocre. It did, like, six and sevens, but yeah. fans are, like, loving it, and that's where I felt, where I was like, yeah, this is a total fan service movie, and I love it. Yeah, I like it, too. It is a fan service movie, but it's great. Yeah, it's exactly what the movie needed, exactly how to reinvent it, and I hope that the, new, the next one, whatever it is... Um, kind of subverts expe- expectations. It, it does something different. It does something new. I'd love that. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, if they keep it up, because, like, I mean, they did a lot of good character development with the yeah. main cast anyways, so I'd be down for that. Yeah, and I think, you know, Paul Rudd's probably not going to be Ant-Man forever. Yeah. Um, I My assumption, I mean, I don't know. I haven't read anything, but I would assume this is probably the last Ant-Man movie. I can't see there being a fourth Ant-Man movie after this. Yeah. But so the thing is, is like, you know, I think I've said to you a few times is like they don't have to kill these guys off. Like they can just do no. they can just leave them and like they'll come back to them when the timing makes sense, right? Or if they want to, you know. No, but I think I just think like if you were to look at the entire MCU and the future of the MCU, the one character I would say that 100% doesn't need to carry on after this next movie is Ant-Man. Like they're setting up X-Men, they're setting up Fantastic 4. Like, they're doing all these different things. Like, you don't need Ant-Man involved in any of that. You could end his storyline in Ant-Man 3, and then Paul Rudd can go off and do, you know, a Ghostbusters sequel or whatever he wants to do. Like, he's he's a, a strong enough comedic actor that, like, he doesn't need to stick with Ant-Man. He, ha- he can get any role he wants in a comedic yeah. movie. Like, you know? Yeah, so, sure. I, th- I think the MCU as a whole is going to move forward in kind of a different direction. And, like, I think these legacy characters are going to be kind of left behind. Yeah, prob- probably. But again, I feel like where the timing's right for him to make an appearance or something, they'll always, I feel like we'll always get that. Because I feel like they know that, like, you know, old fans like us who have been with it since the beginning, if we fast forward five years and, you know, all of a sudden Ant Man's popping by and, like, we yeah. get, we, that adds so much to us, to our experience for it, right? Maybe he doesn't to the, current fans but i mean it doesn't have to it could just be anybody he could just be whatever well like even if they do like a young avengers movie or something like that right where 
you know, two or three years from now, um, you know, whatever, they do a Young Avengers movie and there's a moment in yeah. that movie where they're like, oh, we need to get this this thing or this item or whatever. And they're like, who the fuck can we call? And then all of a sudden, boom, Ant-Man pops up for like a heist scene in that movie or whatever. And they bring him back for, you know, a 10, 15 minute scene of like, hey, I haven't put on the suit in three years, but, you know, yeah, okay, I'll help you out in the scene or whatever. Like, there's a way of doing that in a comedic way that they can bring him back and there's definitely no reason where he has to be like a main cast member in that movie. Yeah. It's like, here you go, you're in this like 15, 20 minute segment and then boom, you're out again and away you go, you know? Perhaps Logan says they're definitely setting up Young Avengers yeah. we have Wiccan. And, and even in fairness, I mean, your example there is not really the best because the Young Avengers have Cassie Lang who basically is just does sure. Brilliant does but yeah I but even then even I with kathy lang they could say like hey i'm gonna call my dad and bring him yeah. in like you know what i mean like there, there's a way to do it in a funny way where like he doesn't have to be the avenger but they yes. can keep it as a secret cameo for that movie and then he pops up in that movie and you go fuck man they did it again they brought back ant-man and it's fun it's cool and everybody's happy and everybody's stoked about it you know it'd be funny if he became like the the like lead like the uh i don't want to say the boss not the boss but like the go-to guy for the young avengers imagine they just call cassie's dad <laughs> yeah or or even like um kind of how like fucking tony has the voice in spider-man's suit it'd yeah. be really funny if they if they had ant-man as like the go-to guy who's like fuck i don't know dude like uh like he doesn't have actual good ideas but it's just fucking funny you know <laughs> Uh, Pretzelgrass says Loki season two might introduce Iron Lads. Yeah, there's another one. Or, but I mean, we're getting we're getting Ironheart too. I'm sure they'd probably just be able to put her in there, right? I mean, I guess the thing is, like, I guess my only big thing with like the kids and like, um, I feel like they, they kind of they did it with Spider Man, and we're seeing it with Kate Bishop. Is like they don't they all kind of they or they all both of them kind of have the same thing where like they're kind of like I don't want to say clumsy, but like. They don't really think things through. So it's like at the beginning, Kate with the bell tower, right? Like that was such yeah. a spider, an MCU Spider-Man thing. Cause like, totally. You know what I mean? Peter will do something and be like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> no, totally. Right? It, it, I, I really feel like they could have a lot of characters like that where they're all kind of a clusterfuck and they all kind of fuck up. And it's not, it's not like, hey, we want to be the Avengers and then everything goes wrong. It's almost like Mission Impossible 4 where, it's that it's that movie where all his like tech and all his like special abilities all fuck up. He doesn't have, you know, all this like secret special spy shit. All of a sudden everything's going wrong. And they could totally do an Avengers movie Cruise. like that where they they want to be the Avengers, but everything's fucked up and everybody's making mistakes and you know, it's just that mess of a movie where it's more comedic than an action film. Yeah. I mean, I think that would probably be fun too, if I'm being honest. That sounds like it would be pretty funny. Yeah, so. you you could definitely do it in a way where you even bring back like Samuel L. Jackson and he's still, you know, there bringing the new Avengers together. He's like, you know, yeah. we once had an idea of super powered people and now you're the next crew and yeah. they all come in and it's just like a fucking, you know, Mr. Magoo bumbling fuck of mistakes and, and fucking fuck ups. And it's like he's, you know, holding this in like, what the fuck did I get myself into? And. Samuel L. Jackson has the comedic chops to do that too, you know? Yes, he does. That would be fun. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. 
mean, there's I a lot of different directions they could go, but yeah, they're definitely setting up a Young Avengers. When we'll get that, I think it'll be at the end of Phase Five. I think it's a ways off, but yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, we're gonna get Fantastic Four. I think late 2023. So you know, maybe 2025 we get the next Avengers movie. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that would make sense. They're going to want to build up the universe a bit a bit more too, right? So they can change it up. Because, I mean, if you think about it, if we're waiting until 2025, you know, how many of our guys who are still active Avengers from the first few phases, like at that point, like, I don't know how much longer Clint's going to be around. I don't know how much longer Rhodey's going to be around. Like, you know, I guess we'll see with Armor Wars with Rhodey. But, like, to me, I don't really find that character all that inspiring, like, He's not, to me, he's not that interesting. Like, I guess it's hard when you're standing next to Tony doing the same thing, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think they're trying to bring in the new class and yeah. that's that's where it's heading. And by that point, if you have the Fantastic Four kind of secured, you're probably looking at them as the new leaders of, of something or at least like, you know, an, a, one of them, a new compelling um head avenger kind of thing setting up the new the new thing and yeah you're bringing in kang you're bringing in you know all these all these people you you could do so many different things and um who knows i mean there's so many different directions they go and the best part of it is they try to surprise us while keeping faithful to storylines we know so mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of different directions they could go but i mean i'm excited man I, I i love that this world keeps going you know, on Disney Plus, I think all the shows have been relatively good. You know, some are a little up and down, but I think they've all added. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's doing what I need it to do. And it's like I said, right at the beginning when they started showing that we were getting all this content. Like, to me, I'm just like, you can't put out that much content and have all of it be A++. Like, there's going to be some stuff that suffers. That's just it's the inevitability of spreading yourself too thin. Like you just, yeah. everything can't be an Avengers level show or have those types of consequences. If it's all in the same universe, like there has to be smaller things there has to be little things or, you know, and it's just like, I, I, I think they're doing a good job with it. Uh, and yeah, I, I tying it back to Hawkeye. I feel like this is, you know, a small little nothing in the MCU. So it's kind of like a fun way to kind of like, I don't know. Watch, you know that the outcome's not going to be too crazy because. Yeah, but that's what I mean with like Jessica Jones and stuff, right? Is like you could have a very small New York focused or, or even if they took her out of New York and like whatever, Los Angeles or whatever, doesn't matter. Some city in the in United States that has like, <laughs> Well, just like a very enclosed storyline where it's, it's, it's not world ending it's not yes. we're saving this country it's not all this big action scenes it, it can be a lot more smaller focused show yep. and still be exciting it's 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 the ability to take an interesting character and tell an interesting storyline regardless of how big of an outcome it is on the rest of the universe and not every show has to be world changing altering yes. timelines big event show like you can tell a compelling story in a smaller setting and as long as it's written well and acted well it can still be a very well done show yeah i agree i agree and i like that we're that's kind of where i was going is i like that we're getting that so yeah and that's what i mean is like 
you could take some of these BC tier characters and really tell a compelling story on Disney Plus and then keep the big tentpole fucking movies, you know, separate. And yeah. that that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to watch every Disney Plus show because no, it's a contained storyline and it's not really, you know, affecting the rest of the world, but it's still a compelling show if you get into it. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is somewhere down the line, those characters may cross with some of those bigger tiers. Sure. Right? You know, next time we get a big world ending thing, we may end up having to go into those, the streets and watching, you know, Daredevil and, and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage fighting. Right. So. Sure. Yeah, it, it, it could be fascinating. Definitely. Um, Press of Grass says y'all excited for the 90s X-Men movie to come back or 90s, 90s X-Men uh, show to come back. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. I, uh, I, I watched all five seasons of the original show and I liked it as a child and I liked it as, you know, a teenager. When um, was the last time you rewatched those? Oh, late teens, early twenties. Okay. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah you great. know, I rewatched, I rewatched a bunch of them when Disney Plus first came out because they were on there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're still really good. I still like them. I think they're great. I like them because they keep the aesthetic of my favorite era of X-Men, but they tell a lot of the stories that predate the 90s stuff. Like, there's, like, a lot of, like, cla- more classic, like, John Byrne stories, like, from the yeah. early days of X-Men, but they're just done in 90s style because that's what the team was on the show. And, like, I, I love that. Like, I just think it was a fun way to kind of get a storyline from an older book but yep. kind of like a modern update, kind of. It's good. Like, yeah, I mean, um, I, I would actually hope that they kind of update the animation. I think by the end of that series, the animation looked pretty, pretty cheap. It did. But did you see um, they showed they showed the new ver- the new looks? Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. It's not it's not like super different, but it like it looks a bit more updated for like modern day. So. Yeah, I think as long as they clean it up a little bit, but kind of keep like the same stylized, you know. Yeah. costumes and everything like that like i think you can make it a little more modern and also um keep true to the original style of the show i think but, as long uh, as they don't go too far they should be fine yeah yeah no i agree if you look um, at if you look at season one versus season five yeah. they look different like oh totally totally so, season five looks like shit yeah i don't like season five it's the worst one yeah but yeah I'm I'm excited too. I I like that they're bringing back some of the cast too, like to do the voices again, which is great. Yep. I know we've had we've lost a couple people like over the last yep. few years that have died, but um, but yeah, I, I'm yeah, I'm I'm as excited as I can be. We'll see how where they go. I hope that they kind of like swap out some members. Like it's it seems like we're gonna get Nightcrawler in this a bit more, which he was just like a, a peer once or twice in the animated series. So it'd be cool nice. to get some more Nightcrawler and. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I um. I wonder who they. I think this is a cool way to kind of bring it back to kids. Also, by that point, obviously, I think the X Men is going to be part of the universe in in uh, live action form, and that's why they're waiting till you know whatever twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four to bring back the show. So maybe yeah. Um, I think I think that's our timeline. Is like by that point, we definitely have X Men in the live action universe. So I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. It'd be silly. All right. Well. Is that it? I think that's it. Cool. Cool. Um, thanks everybody for watching. I appreciate it. I good uh, good comment section tonight. So thank yeah, you for tuning in. 
Yeah. And uh, as always, follow us at Moose Milk Media and at Customs by Matthew for all our uh, shenanigans. Matt doing all his customizations and uh, my Lego live streams on Monday nights. Um, if you want to uh, get the podcast in audio only form, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Very much appreciated. Pretzel Grass just followed me, so thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, we appreciate anybody subscribing and, and following along on on uh, all our feeds. Helps the podcast grow. So tell a friend, tell a family member, tell anybody you want. Uh, keep keep us. Growing, <laughs> Make sure please. you tell Grandma. We need to get the eighty plus demographic up. It's yeah, I, the, I love Grandma's watching us every night. It's one of the flattest spots. We need them to get on there and send us inappropriate emojis that don't make sense for what we're talking about. Yeah, the the untapped market is eighty plus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, time. thanks everybody for watching. And uh, our art is done by at Janie Milner Arts, so you can also follow her on Instagram. She did our album art, and uh, appreciative of that. So thanks everybody, and we will see you. I'll see you Monday, and we'll see you next Friday for another episode of the podcast. Cheers. Peace out. See you, buddy. See you, man.